Welcome to Circle of Three, a guided conversation between two friends and colleagues with an invitation to you, our listener, to step into the circle with us. I'm Bonnie Lowen, a spiritual guide who tends to different types of circle and retreats with the hope of creating safe and healing ways to gather. And I'm Catherine Cherwick. I'm a certified executive coach. I love having conversations that are curious, not surprise me. The poem Wild Geese by Mary Oliver will guide this conversation. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. In this episode, we are having a conversation about the words, meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Three words strike. Wild. Clean. Home. I love when life gives me these three words. I coach volleyball. And during a chapter in my coaching career, when I was working with a regional boys team, I was the only woman head coach in any gym, provincial or national. My boys were going into a provincial finals against a team coached by a towering man a man who, in an effort to recruit a number of my players, smeared my abilities in public and in private, going so far to say that my poor coaching prevented these young men from their university opportunities that I should keep to junior high. In preparation for this public event, where I would be standing on the other side of the court from this man, I followed the instructions of a good friend of mine about visualizing my power to be my power. I went into a bathroom stall and held the position of Wonder Woman for the count of 20. Then I went out into the gym. I remember that moment. Step after step, my five foot eight female self walked past Mr. Six foot eight tower. I walked with the strong wild that is me. I stood at the sidelines with the clear, clean purpose within And I remember feeling that flutter of belonging that says, this is home. I was assured of my place with those young men, young men I had spent hours upon hours with in a gym. I had coached them since they were boys. We lost that match. As I have listened to where these boys have landed, they did not lose their way, nor did I. Years later, I still coach, now young women. Sadly, I am still one of the only women head coach in this regional female context. That being what it is, 
I am wild with love for this game, knowing with deep clarity this work is home. I seek and claim that kind of home again and again in my life. This poem, Wild Geese, teaches me how to find it. I do not have to be good. I do not have to listen to the voices that try to clean up my wild. I must let the soft animal of my body love what it loves. And then, only then, am I like the wild geese high in the clean blue air, heading home again. <sighs> Talk about radical acceptance of the wild. Wow. The first curiosity for me in that, Bonnie, is what came before the wild, before the radical acceptance? You know, t talk about that messiness. I think the wild comes before the wild. <laughs> Let's put it into that volleyball coaching world. Um, we're given a lot, of, a lot of social cues about how we're supposed to behave, and all those social cues become little bars that go up to put us into a zoo. And then instead of listening to that wild within, all we're doing is we're looking outside of ourselves and we're seeing all those little bars that are keeping us in the box and we try to live to please the zoo and we lose our wild. Oh, path upon path. I've done that. <laughs> Me too. That's what, I, that's what I'm trying to tease out here is yeah. because I think that before I would go into the bathroom, I would be... Yeah, like how are people going to see me? Oh yeah. In this little zoo and oh, and yeah. how can I make that guy actually respect me? How yeah. can I yeah. move towards so that I can become mm -hmm. accepted over there? And so this endless path of being validated by yeah. others. Mary Oliver didn't talk about, you know, the perfect V. Right. The, There's no black sleek goose flying over or yeah. the goose hadn't gone and prettied themselves up to, you know, perform their little sail across the sky. It's no, not Oliver. a flying show for nope. us. <laughs> Oliver's just, uh, she said, wild geese. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Claiming that wild, even this, the act of stepping into that bathroom stall, it sounds like there's a spiritual practice in this all. <laughs> what do you want to share about that? Oh, yeah. How do we, how do we recognize the difference between that voice that's wild within, that is our essence, and that zoo, what is the difference between that bar outside of us of expectation and that wild within? How do we recognize the difference? It's, it's a spiritual practice. It's a human practice. It's a personal and collective practice. I remember one of the most confusing zoos, and I, it really became a zoo for me. In part, feminism became a zoo for me. I was trying so hard from within my being to please and to walk the walk that would champion the feminist, because I think the feminist movement was actually born out of women's wildness being that wanted to claim space in the world. But all of a sudden, it became a measuring stick for me. And I remembered when I said no to ordination, I said no to becoming a minister, Oh, I felt like I was betraying the feminist and it felt like I was not going to be my power in the world like they wanted me to be. And I remembered being very confused by that. 
And then I remembered thinking that anything in this world, even when it is born out of the wild, can so easily become the next measuring stick. Thing actually that ends with the word ism. <laughs> no matter how pure its beginnings, no matter how pure its impact on present life, we always have to figure out ways to honor more the voice within than following after those external trails. Mm -hmm. That just brought up mothering or parenting. There's always, there is a measure, a constant measuring stick yeah. about whether you're doing enough and choosing to work outside the home or choosing to stay at home. There's, there's always little things you have to measure yourself against, you know, yeah. if you were looking out. Yeah. Yeah. So it is about looking within. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we talked a lot about grief and loss in our last conversation what did you lose in claiming this wild place within? Was there any loss or anything you said goodbye to? Hmm. I let go of a lot of hats. I let go of being Reverend Bonnie Lowen. That was a hat. Um, that's not substantial in the grand scheme of things. I think mainly... We let go of stories that have mattered so much to us. Like the stories that I told myself when I was a little girl over and over again, that I would only be valuable when I was successful. That was a little zoo I lived in for a long time. And I think all of us have some kind of core belief inside of ourselves that we really love listening to and think that our universe will fall apart if we stop listening to it. But now I recognize it just as a story. Mm -hmm. It's not actually my wild within. Yeah. Well, the way I read it or heard your story is that there is this connection between claiming your authentic wild self and truly serving others. Can you share more about what that means to you? There is a great quote from Frederick Buchner that says, where my deep joy meets the world's great need, God will find us there or we'll find God there. Magic happens there. Mystery happens there. Echoing Mary Oliver's words, we let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. I love the feel of a volleyball. Or when it lands into my platform where I can feel my shoulders taking the weight of it, I could go on. One player never makes a play. It's always an accumulative connection between each other that creates a play. It, there's so many things about that game that the soft animal of my body loves. And the act of coaching other people who also love the game. Can you tell me more about those stories of what coaching is? Because that's the act of service out there. Hmm. A, a young woman came up to me yesterday. She said, I've got this story going on in my head and it's getting in the way. I don't know what to do with it. And so we talked about a breathing prayer that she would do, breathing meditation that she would do every night where she would take in a deep breath and she'd think about her ankles and then let go, and then go move all the way up your body. Go through your calf, go to your knee, go to your thigh, go to your hips. And every time you've felt part of your body, you breathe in and you breathe out. I know the game really, really well. I know how it 
moves through our body. And I get to be a communicator with young women about how to find agency to love the soft animal of your body and let it love what it loves. And we have mm-hmm. that common connection in that gym about our love for this game. Mm-hmm. But I get afraid of myself when I've fallen in love with the thing that I'm doing or the thing that I'm being. For some reason, we're more afraid of our light than of our shadows mm-hmm. at times. Why is that? Why do we want to make ourselves smaller than we are? Um, Mm -hmm. So we got to go back into the bathroom stall and be Wonder Woman for a while and then get back to it. Talk about the (laughs) spiritual practice. Maybe we should stand up and do that. Um, Well, you know, I think this is sort of interesting because the journey of of belonging to self is just that. I think it's a journey. Mm -hmm. And when we journey through the wild... I was just trying to think of this journey through the wild, and I like to think about it as a forest. Um, Mm. I'm usually carrying a backpack full of survival gear. I would probably look for a safe haven of some kind. What are these for you right now? Hmm. I love your image of the backpack because we can unzip that backpack and we can make a choice to take things out. And that's the journey to figure out what we can take out of that backpack and just leave it on the road <laughs> and keep walking. One big one I need to take out and I and I feel like I'm putting it back in, taking it out, putting it back in, is that I feel judged by being in a world of competition when I stand up and nurture circle. I have to figure out how to live with my alignment within that understands how I live with respect through a competitive environment. So, yeah, yeah, I can see why it's a question for you. Yep. Yep. And there's learnings in both of them. I mean, the way that we've discussed everything in -hmm. our conversations is there's a space for that Mm -hmm. and there's a space for this. And there are times where the alignment just doesn't, it doesn't align. And for me, that's the decision to not be ordained and not to take the path of traditional church. For me, it didn't align enough to keep wondering about the backpack that I was going to carry while I was an ordained minister. It was too much to carry. So I laid the whole thing down. I think when we, when we listen really carefully to the voices outside of ourselves, and if there's too many in the context that's not aligning within, then maybe we need to get out of that space. I think we have to pick and choose the worlds that we live in so that our wild can flourish. Mm -hmm. And I've had to work at making a decision about how wild, just if you'd come into my home, you'd, you'd, you'd see it, how wild I am okay to live with in my home so that I can honor the wild within me. Mm -hmm. You should see my cutlery drawer. Like for some reason, all the tops to my my jars are in my spoon container. Like, ooh, a little wild, eh? <laughs> mm. And I know it sounds kind of like, I don't know, on the edge of trivial, but it, it's actually been pretty substantial work I've had to do to to be okay to live in a house that has vibrancy and color and and knickknacks and dust. Let it all live because we want to live in our house. We want to be able to be wild in our home, not just contained and directed, you know. One of the practices that works for me 
has been recognizing what I value compared to if I'm living other people's values. So an external value could be, I should have this type of body. Mm. I should have a clean home when visitors come over. Mm -hmm. We should have a particular kind of vehicle. There are lots of those shoulds. Yeah. There are lots of values that I can take on, but the clearing for me or the is yeah, waking up in the morning and saying what is it today? It's connection, it's contribution. And the question of asking, will it move me towards what I value or away from? What question is yours? Hmm. The wild animal only shows up uh, when the forest is quiet and a kind of presence that will not invade it in any way. When you come like thrashing through a forest with this, that, and the other kind of expectation, the wild animal won't come out. The deer won't come out behind the bush or the little prairie chicken will just stay deep inside its home. But if it's quiet presence, that's when that wild animal will come out. And somehow we have to cultivate practices in our life that are that still. Thank you for this conversation, Bonnie. Thank you, Catherine. We turn to our listeners now, to you. Thank you for stepping into this circle with us. Before we leave this conversation, we'd like to thank our team. Audio by Madeline Roger. Theme music by Rain Hamilton. Consulting producer, Kate Friesen, The Story Source. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. I'm Bonnie Lowen. And I'm Catherine Cherowick. Till our next Circle of Three. If you think of a friend who would engage in this conversation, welcome to pass it along. Other reflections, writings, and retreats are found on my website, beingbeloved.ca.